Okay, now it's time for the manga industry to panic. Now it's time to look and say, whoa, things are starting to really look a little bit grim. Not to mention my Hero Academia fans are not going to be happy with what I got to tell you guys is going down with the future of the franchise. A pretty significant series that a lot of people have been waiting for to get an anime is finally going down. Controversy about the amount of actors playing roles in anime. Drama between the unofficial Weekly Shonen Jump Twitter account and Super Eyepatch Wolf over on YouTube. And so much more on this episode of the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related we don't for you we get into it let's do it Okay, people, so you're going to want to make sure you subscribe before we jump into this story because, yes, as things continue, I'm going to keep on on the post giving you guys updates on what's going down in the world of anime and manga. You can always count off on Never News, so hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all notifications, make sure that you get notified because, yeah, I'm going to give you guys the updates as things progress. But this story right here, you're going to probably be like, yo, Fenev, what, what's going on now, right? Like, I'm continuing on the saga of reporting on how things are changing, how things are going up, things are going down. Down. This one right here, it caught me off guard for a minute because I'm not even going to lie. One of the biggest things, and I think a lot of you guys can agree with me, that we've been looking at as like, okay, this is going to be the safe haven. This is going to be the outlet for the future of Weekly Shonen Jump magazine. And just in general, even the style that they're going for moving forward with how they release manga, market it, package it, all of that stuff. Stuff like Kaiju Number 8, it's crazy, dog. It's doing gangbusters, right? Kaiju Number 8 is huge. All of these series that are blowing up out of nowhere really, really quick. It's crazy because most of the time, in case you don't know, usually what happens historically with a manga is it starts off and it continues to build. It goes from, you know, let's just say 5,000 sales, 10,000 sales, 20,000 sales, and then when it gets an anime, it skyrockets even further, and then little by little towards the end of its life cycle, it starts to kind of fizzle out. It starts to basically go into a decline, so to speak, and then usually if it had an anime, that's when they'll decide, okay, we're going to wrap up the anime. Like, that's usually been the process. Now, in case you don't know, it's been obviously changing. They're doing different things. We got stuff like Demon Slayer where the manga ends and the anime continues, but one of the biggest things is that there's been this really, really fast surgence of series that are popular, they become popular very, very quick. Again, series that are in Shonen Jump Plus have lately just been breaking all the rules. Stuff like Kaiju Number 8, Spy Family, a lot of these different series are exploding. And yet one of the things that I'm noticing and I didn't realize up until now is things aren't all up and up as we thought. Because shout out to Jose underscore Ke over on Twitter for always providing these graphs and this information. Really, really informative dude. You should check him out. Uh, he put out a latest update on the sales figures for Kaiju Number Number eight, Kaiju number eight, as of the recording of this video, has I believe six volumes out in circulation, but it's been a monster, no pun intended, or maybe it was intended subconsciously, I don't freaking know. It's been a monster of sales that each volume is just unbelievable with the sales. And it says here, from what he said, one of the newest Jump Plus hits, Kaiju number eight, this is its evolution, uh, an insane fast rise that I think has led to reach, for the most part, an early sales peak. No doubt the series will continue selling like a monster despite the little down. And I'll be honest with you, look Looking at it right here, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So it starts off volume one, a little over 200,000 sales. Off the rip, it's already like, yo, how do you come out the gate swinging that big? Like, that means that a lot of readers really, really were anticipating this because they enjoyed what they read, you know, with the chapters as they were coming out in the magazine over there, you know, Jump 
plus the digital magazine then volume two the sales literally double and that's where automatically i'm looking at it like yo what is going on here this is a a, a literal freak of nature it did over five hundred thousand, and then volume three does over six hundred thousand. volume four matches it almost same amount but then here's where the problematic aspect comes in is that from volume four it's dipping it went from volume four at over 600,000, volume five, less than that, volume six, less than that one. And that could literally fall into the term. I remember I read a comic a long time ago. It was a Flash comic. It was called Live Fast, Die Young. And that could very well be the case with these series. And maybe Shonen Jump and Shueisha might have not, you know, put this into account that, dog, these series are blowing up and exploding humongously, like going crazy with these numbers eventually they have to you know peak and even though yes there are new manga and anime fans every day if there's only so many readers there's only so far it could go and pretty much what i'm trying to say is that a lot of these series yeah they're gonna come and go really quick and that's probably what shonen jump is actually looking at like well it's a gamble because on one hand yes that means that we're gonna have to put these series to bed a lot earlier but again it gets to focus on the anime and i think moving forward what's really happening and it's starting to open my eyes as to where the importance is being placed on as a I've said multiple times is the fact that the anime is where all the money is really coming from from them and probably in their point of view in terms of like yo a manga volume in japan goes for like two bucks like so even if they sell let's just say five million copies of a manga that's while well, that's crazy you know ten million dollars once you start splitting it the manga gotta get his cut the, you know everybody gets their cut and whatnot you know what i'm saying it starts skimming down with the anime well yes a lot of people they work on that most of the time a lot of these people they don't get residuals you know animators they get very very slim slim pickings which is something that needs to change as well but nevertheless if they're putting all of the importance that we were looking at like yo they, they really care about the manga and now they're like hey we got the manga we're running to the anime they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot because eventually if they don't have any more that are gonna match that now they gotta wait now if this era was a short-lived era that is kind of gone then essentially when all of these series that are already starting to be on the decline five six volumes in start to completely fizzle out we're waiting now for some of these other series that aren't going to be able to do this that are going to have to take the long play of you know building up and getting popular over time and working towards that sales mark which will leave us vacant of anything that really stands out and ultimately will leave us at a place of not not the best place and if you think i'm exaggerating on this again looking at kaiju number eight i remember i was thinking like yo spy family kind of the latest volume didn't sell as much as the previous one and the anime's out now back catalog's a different story but again with the new volumes they ideally are supposed to sell more each and every volume so the fact that i saw like i was like okay it's a little bit down likewise with tokyo revengers but then i started noticing and i was looking at some of the other series that again do the long play thing and and majority of the time the long play thing takes a while like look at full metal alchemist it took you know four or five volumes before it really started hitting waves look at kingdom how many volumes it freaking took for kingdom mari mashita irumakun that's a pretty popular series it took a long time some of these ones that they blow up quick and they fizzle out another one wotakoi look from volume one to two it blew up and then once again it starts to fizzle out and it could very well be that they already have planned for this and they understand that they're going to take care of the situation as it approaches shonen jump may have just in it big time and this could bring serious repercussions in terms of you might not have anything that's going to be really that popular mainstream to talk about with a lot of people for a while which trickles down and there's just so much more to it but honestly i'm very curious what you guys think do you think that looking at this the way it is right now in terms of like they have these series that they blew up real quick they're already fizzling out and now we got to start series now that are going to blow up eventually is it going to be too vacant like what is your whole thoughts on the situation right now in terms of the manga industry because a lot of series a lot of publishers were following 
suit on this big blow it up immediately and now it's like mm. and speaking of things that is going to get fans upset my hero academia fans are probably going to look at this section and be like no because in case you don't know one of the biggest things about the anime the last couple seasons i want to say ever since season four the first three seasons i never heard a peep of this it wasn't until season four where i started to notice and fans started to call this out that the anime has been very heavily affected by them creating movies on the side it's been pretty much that hey if there's a movie coming out we know that my hero academia season ain't gonna look that great we had it with season four where there was certain points where mirio the fights wasn't all that great and then season five do i really need to get into the catastrophe of what they did with my villain academia rearranging arcs just so that they could line up with the release of the film like that film w w world heroes mission it really affected things of that season of the anime and then in case you missed this i'll inform you that pretty much there was a leak that came out that supposedly and it was really reliable my hero academia was going to have this 10 movie plan over 10 years pretty much i believe that came out shortly after either the last film or the one before that it was either the second the third film that this came out that yo we got this 10-year plan and a lot of people were like 10-year plan and then on top of that right now as it stands Kohei Horikoshi announced that he was trying to end the manga or he was trying to get to that climax and whatnot by the end of this year early next year on top of the fact that again my hero is getting a lot of negative feedback for the anime because of the existence just the very existence of these movies and Shonen Jump was like yo dog aha we got it we know exactly y'all are sick of those my hero academia movies affecting your anime experience Experience because we're cutting the budgets and we're cutting the team so that some could work on the movie and some could work on the anime. We know how we're gonna fix it. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? They're no longer movies. There's something else now. We're gonna call them OVA. Now, in case you've never heard of an OVA, original video animation, essentially these are usually like small episodes. Oftentimes it'll be like, hey, something that doesn't necessarily fit within the constructs of the story or it's just like a loose story or something funny over time they started taking those little ovas and adding them as bonus episodes to like be able to sell the blu-rays and dvds and now apparently my hero academia is going to be airing original video animations in theaters but they're not movies they're ovas my hero academia will be receiving two new ovas screened in theaters the first one delivered summer 2022 no details on the second work have been revealed and then another one says my hero two ovas announcement page and Hero League Baseball OVA key visual in issue number 24. So one of them is going to be like a baseball themed one. In case you don't know, in Japan, baseball is very big. But it sounds like, and I'm still going to stick to this, and I'm just throw this in here. We'll talk about it in a different video. More than likely, My Hero, I can almost guarantee the reason why it's feeling the way it is right now is we're getting that time skip guaranteed. That 10-year plan is still in effect. And what they're deciding to do is either A, because of where My Hero is at right now, is in a kind of weird transitional stage of like wrapping up and possibly getting to that next point they're like yo movies right now isn't the best thing on top of fans don't really want the movies right now how about we take what we was going to do for a movie maybe cut that in half or add a little extra like what we would have done and put out two OVAs so to speak that way it's not movies fans can't say hey they're doing more movies even though it's literally the same thing and anybody that has a brain can catch on but sometimes people don't link the two and they think it's a different experience and they could just get bamboozled it's just y'all know you know average people that aren't really deep 
deep into any of this stuff they don't understand it in fact sometimes they just think oh another movie they don't really care for those people that want more movies and it's like yo dog i'm, I'm gonna just keep it a buck with you if this thing this baseball ova is going to affect the quality of what is supposed to be the, the next arc of the anime then throw it in the trash i'm gonna just keep it a buck with you i I respect and I'm not by any means trying to disrespect the people that worked on this. I'm simply directing that energy towards the people that make these decisions that know that, yo, if you would have just probably put your best foot forward with this and really gave it like that top-notch art and animation, you probably could have done a Marine Ford effect of like what happened with One Piece where you just blow this shit up and it just becomes the biggest thing ever. Instead, they decided to have some baseball OVAs. Like, what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still like looking at this like not necessarily puzzled, but just like, why? Why? Call it a rant in the middle of Forever News or whatever you want. Nobody wants that shit. Nobody. Everybody wants the anime to be 10 out of 10. That's it. That's what we want. We want the anime 10 out of 10 and the manga to be really, really good. Of course, leading into the anime being 10 out of 10. That's what we want. We don't want baseball OBAs. We don't want more movies. I don't want roadie. I don't want none of that shit. Give me a good anime, please. Like you did with the first three seasons. The first three seasons. Oh my God. Mwah. Then it goes season four and it's like, then season five is like, Wow. And if you really want to hear a wow, get ready for this one because <clears throat> you may have heard of the seven deadly sins, right, lad? You either love it or hate it at this particular point, depending on what your experience was with it. If you're just like a strictly anime-only person, you're probably absolutely disgusted at the experience you had going from grade A, A1 pictures, literally A1 studios doing the animation to what Studio Dean did where it looked like they just had like eaten a can of beans and was farting and drawing when they did this. Because according to this, it says here, Four Nights of the Apocalypse is getting a TV anime series. Now, if you don't know what Four Nights of the Apocalypse is, it's a spinoff of The Seven Deadly Sins. To my knowledge, from what I remember reading off the first chapter, I think, or two that I read two. I, I know I read the first one for sure. It wasn't like with the kids of Meliodas and them. I think they are going to be a part of it. But I remember the main character was not like related to any of them or didn't at the time, at the very least, come across like he was directly related. Maybe I was totally off and not really thinking or whatever, but like I didn't didn't really feel like he was all that related so it's an interesting thing but one of the big things that i'm thinking of is wait a minute didn't netflix announce those terrible freaking 3d cg films that they were doing there was supposed to be two of them so now not only that is coming from netflix which i don't know if this is going to be netflix more than likely is they have that deal but is this coming and is this going to be with netflix too the four nights of the apocalypse like what what's going on here because if i'm just being honest if this is going to be a full-on 3d cg animation type of anime like connected straight with the other one and that's their goal I'm not watching it. I'm flat out. Like, I'm at a different st stage in my life where I'm not gonna just roll over. Like, I don't care how good it is unless it looks like arcane levels. I don't care how good the story is. I'm not watching if it's straight up looking like what those films look like they're gonna look like, which is bad. Just flat out bad. And if that's the Four Nights of the Apocalypse, which I'm not gonna lie, I wanna see it. I'm, I'm interested. I loved what I read with the first chapter, but if you're gonna give me that, or if you're not gonna give me anything other than just your best foot forward, just keep it. And I mean, I'm looking at this here. There's a poster where the V talk about the announcement and on it like it looks like regular animation but that don't really mean anything and you have the main character and what looks like Meliodas behind him obviously it's a spin-off so you're gonna have Meliodas in it but honestly again if they botch this one if it's not to the quality that I want and expect for something really dope if they don't do a scene like honestly they could literally use Boruto as a teachable moment right you know how Boruto gets a lot of hate how like the anime when it goes into anime original everybody despises it and it gets all of that hate and stuff like that like they could learn from that and say why don't we just make a seasonal high quality anime 12 episodes a year 
for a Nights of the Apocalypse, high quality, and boom, and I will love it, and I will support it, I will watch it, I will make a video praising it. So hopefully they get that in their mind before they drop this, because again, if it's a 3D CG project, I'm just not watching. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching. Now, the voice actors in anime, their case is getting even more interesting as things are unfolding regarding the anime industry and what's really going on, especially in particular in the West, because some data was recently released in terms of the amount of people that work on episodes all sorts of stuff really really dope article i believe over on crunchyroll.com courtesy of them shout outs to them and they gave a lot of insights on different variables of just information from the series and all of that good stuff people that worked on it yada yada and in case you don't know there's been a lot of controversy back and forth with between the voice actors and anime the writers there's just been so many things happening where it's like yo dog there, there's just a lot of unhappy workers and then this information came out and had me thinking like yeah, they have even more of a point now, and if they push this forward and people start to look at it, they're gonna be like, oh, the voice actors aren't bugging. Like, yeah, they, they, they have a point. Because it says here, behind every raw declaration and tearful goodbye was an incredible voice actor giving it their all. And this is in reference to Attack on Titan's final season. Just strictly the final season of Attack on Titan. Not talking about the first three seasons and all that. Just strictly the final season of Attack on Titan. And we got an infograph here, and it says, for the English dub. Get ready for this the english dub of attack on titan the final season there were 829 credits and what they mean by that if i'm not mistaken is that there was 829 characters that had to be credited whether it be all the people of marley all of that good stuff that were voicing i believe if i'm not mistaken the credits is in reference to the amount of people that you know voice and out of the 829 credits 205 were unique voice actors so if that was all characters that were credited 829 and 205 voice actors did 829 characters that is astronomically insane that's literally having four jobs and one for every actor basically and then on the japanese side of things it's 616 credits and 106 unique voice actors so their situation while if i'm not mistaken i want to say their situation is probably not as great but the difference between it and you know big difference between it is that english dub voice actors they usually get about 120 dollars for about two hours of work and they may never get a call again or you know it's just very up in the air japanese voice actors over there in japan from my understanding they're compensated very well they're treated like how you know in the west we treat like celebrities like will smith chris rock like you know nobody shuts up about them like we treat them like that over there in japan they're the same way so somebody like you know the voice actress of naruto the voice actress of goku like they're looked at as you know rock stars over there they looked at as very big deals and they get paid accordingly however over here you know they English dub voice actors sometimes we look at them right and I like to give both sides of the spectrum I understand a lot of people to this day are very upset with some of the voice actors because of X Y and Z the Vic Mignogna case all of that stuff like I get you guys' frustration and whatnot and why you're upset about the voice actors but there's a part of it to say that yo have we just looked at how the voice actors the English dub voice actors in the west for anime how they've been treated since the beginning of time like not even just recently since the beginning of time since English dub became a thing for starters one of the biggest things was everybody always used to say especially in the 90s and early 2000s and even some still do now I i'd say now they're very very unreasonable to say this 
but people said in the 90s and 80s and all of that other stuff that those dubs were horrible that those were unwatchable dubs and there was a lot of validity to that there was a lot of times like you know the old big green dragon ball dub that was absolutely garbage that was a terrible terrible dub but nevertheless just imagine you coming into this industry maybe you love this maybe you don't know that you know you, you're just getting a shot so now you you take the job you do the role and you got to get constantly slammed and told that you're you suck you suck and you have to accept that these fans are non-stop going to tell you you suck and they're not really fans actually because you know if that's all you want to do is tell somebody that they suck so now you have these people that they, they just have vitriol for you of telling you you suck you got accepted it's the commonality for years and years and years anime dub actors no respect given for them so then they get to certain positions now and anime is blowing up and they're still like everybody else in other fields is getting respect they're getting the pay and we're still looked at as ragtag yes there's some validity for them to be upset yes there's a reason why some of them will be bitter angry feel their they didn't get their just dudes because it's really unfair and really corny to be like imagine you on a hit show that plays every single day syndicated on tv like back in the days with dragon ball z sean shimmel and all of them they didn't get residual they don't get residuals to that to my knowledge unless they struck the greatest deal in the world they don't get residuals they don't get like a check for every box that sold or every time it plays on tv they don't get any of that so imagine you compartmentalize all of that into yo dog yes they're going to feel mad they're going to feel like they got the short end of the stick and all they wanted to do was voice in these cartoons that they enjoyed some of them or some of them just i just took on a job it, it turned into a career and i really love it but the fans they've treated them like shit for a long time so i understand when these english voice actors to a certain degree get upset about things now obviously you know there's various situations where we don't need to go into that yeah there's more of a nuance to it but in terms of english voice actors i do gotta feel like a part of my heart goes out to them of they've always been treated like crap so how are you expecting them to feel any different and act any different when you treated them like y'all second-class citizens in every fast. And just quickly to read a little piece of that article, it says, Infographic Attack on Titan Final Season by the Numbers. In the few years I've spent as a number guys over at my anime list in Funimation, and this is by, so look, we could get this clear, Liam Dempsey, which I'm almost certain Dempsey ain't your last name, but do the Dempsey role, my guy. In the years, I've poured overseas of databases, spreadsheets, and episodes to cover all kinds of truly groundbreaking stats, examining everything from how people skip JoJo's bizarre adventure parts to tallying up every way ram insults subaru and re-zero starting life in another world my guy doing god's work so here's my first deep dive into the new waters at crunchyroll it felt right to tackle something just as monumental attack on titan final season has been rumbling through the anime community the last year and a half and again you know it's just different stats like over the last 28 episodes 78 percent of it was in the present 22 percent was in the past and this is a fantastic break down of everything but the biggest one honestly if i'm just keeping it real again is poor voice actors man like you know japanese voice actors maybe they might have the same amount of work maybe they might have more i can't really do the math off the top of my head right now but i will say that they're getting paid to have a struggle the english voice actors aren't getting paid to do four roles a person they're not they're not even getting paid properly to do one role a person we've got a little bit of interesting drama going on in the community right now in case you don't know there's a youtuber that goes by the name ipatch wolf i believe super ipatch wolf ipatch wolf for give me uh but they're a content creator that they talk about a bunch of different things but a lot of anime and manga related videos and one that they kind of consistently do is where they kind of dive into our waters and talk about like what's going on in shonen jump right now the magazine or whatnot and they
they recently released a video basically saying hey this is our yearly trip to manga city of the current state of shonen jump 2022 and interestingly enough in case you guys don't know a lot of the news that i get to you guys is from the unofficial weekly shonen jump twitter account shout outs to them they are just fabulous honestly they're just amazing they just bring all of this information you can't do anything else but be grateful that like yo they exist like shout outs to the unofficial weekly shonen jump account over on twitter well according to them they disagreed with super ipad's wolf's video recently and there was a little bit of a stir because they never really step out of character the unofficial weekly shonen jump twitter account they rarely speak other than hey here's the news here's the news here's the news so when they actually have an opinion on something or you know spark back it's because there's some validity to what they have to say in my opinion because i trust them they constantly have you know their finger on the pulse and i wanted to share their counteract so for people that maybe feel a way about watching super ipad's wolf video on you know the current state of shonen jump maybe you can see a little bit of a different twist because i like to rep for you know them uh, the unofficial weekly shonen jump twitter account so let's read what they had to say about the video while we believe this video and overall format can be a fantastic initial entry into the shonen jump world we also think there are many misconceptions stated and spread due to the insane reach of this investigation work shonen jump can't be analyzed with just sales data which is indeed an important factor to keep in mind but as we've known for years magazine popularity and certain other unknown variables variables are taking into consideration when it comes to deciding what works live and what works end. This is one of the very answers to the point stated at different moments in the video of not knowing why some series die. As much of an incognita it can be, a thorough following of TOC news, promotions, and narrative can give an even better, more accurate, and actually objective insight into the future of both works and the very magazine. That is true. Like one of the things that when I come here and I tell you guys whether you feel like I'm coming and being the doom and gloom police or not is, hey, I'm I'm giving you guys my opinions, my thoughts based on facts that we cover every single week here on Forever News. Years and years and years. We cover these things. So that's where I can give you guys, hey, I know this based on the author comments. I know this based on the TOC. I know this based on all of the articles. I know this based on the sales numbers. Like we know a lot over here at Forever News. So we give these insights. And what he's trying to say is basically that Super Patch Wolf wasn't informed enough and wasn't having proper backing for these opinions that he made over on the video. This kind of investment in the whole jump brand would also fix errors such as comedy series that are not running in the magazine anymore being thought of as still running series with low sales actually having an acceptable performance magazine wise and the opposite acceptable sales with low popularity metrics and it's also really important to fully delve into every work as significant as it may seem in order to understand the whole behavior of this environment and what the magazine is trying to achieve with them none of the factors listed will ever determine the exact fate of each series since such an unstable environment in which series come and go sometimes really suddenly can change from one week to another the overall behavior and performance of any running work and again that's just facts literally two years ago you couldn't tell anything to a my hero fan in 2022 after a couple things happened now a lot of people aren't on board with it likewise with black clover and from one week to another perfect example of black clover went from people saying they're dropping it it's the worst series ever the last chapter before it goes on break everybody's like i can't wait for it to come back this is so great that was the best chapter of the series i had of all time like anything can change at a drop of a hat and something that is constantly updating every single day like weekly shonen jump magazine there will always be precedents and patterns but those can very well be broken many times the more works we keep seeing serialized our objective with this message is nothing other than to give feedback on a kind of content that is already a good tool but can become an even greater one in order to introduce people to this amazing manga environment not only from a reader's subjective perspective but also by analyzing how series survive how series are greenlit and how the overall magazine functions as a community that has been trying to show and at the same time learn how this complex system evolves over the years we really hope upcoming content like this gets more polished and strives for as much 
accuracy as possible in the future. We're also open to any questions. Good luck with your future work. And just shout outs to the unofficial weekly Shonen Jump Twitter account. That was really dope of them to give their insights and feeling as though like, hey, if the information is inaccurate, you got to come in and correct it. So shout outs to them. Um, and yeah, go check them out if you got any questions about it. And while we're on the topic of Jump, we got some new manga coming to Shonen Jump. We got a bunch of different things. And in particular, one that I'm like, yo, no. This author that is returning to Shonen Jump Magazine, I'm calling it right now. I said it on Twitter, and I'm going to say it one more time here on a video. I feel once this author gets serialized, full-on serialized, because we're going to talk about some one-shots that are coming and all that stuff, but a full-on serialization, I feel within the next three to four years, this author can be the biggest thing in Shonen Jump, or one of the biggest things in Shonen Jump, a la somebody like the author of My Hero, Koyota Koshi, Yuki Tabata, author Black Clover. I feel like this could be the same scenario with this author, because in case you don't know, there's a weekly Shonen Jump upcoming one shot round issue number 24 will be mangaka no neko de aru by sutsutsi taishi i'm not familiar with that author to be honest with you but then issue number 25 is cho neraware taishitsu no ore ga sute secret oh my god just alone it looks like a really long title like a, a light novel or something and that's by hayashi seiji and yeah that title is really really long but the third one shot the third one shot is where i'm like yo dog i'm, I'm reading this and i highly recommend if you want something that's probably gonna be good you should check it out because issue number 26 is going to be bringing nande nanda san by kawaguchi yuki and in case you don't know who kawaguchi yuki is they just recently were in shonen jump and they're already coming with a one shot after kind of unfortunately getting canned getting the axe and that's the author of hunter's guild red hood in case you ain't read the hunter's guild red hood especially the ending and how meta it was and beautifully done the author of the hunter's guild red hood is very talented that series was very very good it was very misguided and the author in other words subliminally basically said hey it was uh weekly shonen jumps editorial department that screwed us over it was basically my editor that screwed me over in other words using the narrative of the last couple chapters some people may disagree but it was so meta talking about editors revising the story messing things up that it felt like yo dog it was straight up him saying this is what happened this is why we got canned because the hunters guild red hood was awesome and it looks like they're coming back again for a one shot nande nanda san by kawaguchi yuki uh three issues from now issue number 26 and i'm i'm encouraging you if you can read it read it and hopefully that one is good enough to get serialized and when it drops i will check that one out as well i feel like this could very well be and maybe i could be wrong I, if i'm wrong i'm wrong but this could very well be again going from barrage to my hero for kohei Koshi, going from hungry joker to black clover for yuki tabata red hood hunters guild red hood to nande nanda san i don't know what that means actually the name of it and if it got serialized they'd probably change it because what and just looking at the image from Nanda Nanda-san real quick for Kawaguchi, there's a picture right there as well. It kind of looks similar to the Red Hood art. I'm reading it. But yes, people, I am very, very geeked and very excited for Yuki Kawaguchi to return. Hopefully, it's even better than Hunter's Guild Red Hood. Next up, a small couple stories that you're probably just going to be like, yo, what's good? Undead Unluck number 109. It was a cover page that says RIP. And I don't know if it's spoilers or anything at all. It doesn't appear to be spoilers. But just off the cover alone, this looks absolutely sick. And I really hope Undead Unluck doesn't, like, take a wrong turn and just randomly they pull a siren and stop it before it gets an anime or something. Like, Undead Unluck is just, it, it looks like it's knocking, man. And I haven't caught up in a good minute. And also, in other news, Dr. Stone will be getting a stage play July 2022. So, yeah, it, it's so bizarre that they push back the Dr. Stone anime. We was really supposed to get that anime this summer. I know, I, I'm damn sure that they were supposed to. Him. Probably they canned it. And I don't know where they just had to switch things again, going back to 
the previous story of what the unofficial Weekly Shonen Jump Twitter account said is that, yo, things change very quickly. A, a series can be planned to do this and the next minute it's gone. Promise Neverland. I I'm damn sure that they probably initially didn't think like they were going to do what they ultimately did with season two. They were probably going to give it a good anime adaptation. And then probably sales went down and Jump was playing around like, yo, we going to end it. We got this new idea of what we're doing. And they're like, yo, but that's not going to help promote. And they're like, yo, but we're blowing shit up. You, go you don't understand. And they're like, okay. And then the Phantom Seer artist Matsuda Kento illustrated the cover of skateboarding coming of age novel Skate Rat Ni Kasai. So if you've been itching to see a little bit of Phantom Seer art lately, here you go. That was another one that it was like, why did they cancel it? And in other small unrelated news, One Piece by Eiichiro Oda has sold 30.4 million units in France, becoming the first manga series to reach 30 million copies over there with volume 101 releasing that day that's crazy one piece so one piece is the highest selling manga in france too right 30 million and it's the first manga to do that if you don't know now you know and since we're on the topic of sales let's jump into the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of jose underscore ke and rounding out 50 is my dress of darling volume 9 with 10,515 sales total to 80 that one had a really good season like the anime really blew that shit up i gotta give it props by the way the cover of this one nozomano fushi no bokensha the, like the colors of it just looks freaking fabulous then going up a little bit we got at number 44 jujutsu kaisen volume 18 what the hell is that manga de wakaru fate grand order oh my god a fate grand order volume at 43 uh, volume 18 doing 12,000 okay <laughs> then let's jump over to volumes or places 40 through 31 at 40 a familiar face with tokyo revengers volume 26 still hasn't hit a million it's getting there it's, it, it's getting there lads it's getting there then going up we got a couple of detective conan at 33 and 34 still selling even more that little spin-off anime they did is clearly working because yeah it's pushing numbers then we got 30 through 21 at number 28 Atelier of witch hat volume 10 with 17,047 again that's one that i've been meaning to get into i heard that it's really good and the art always looks great we got at number 26 komi can't communicate volume 25 number 24 spy family volume 1 through 3 uh with 18,000 this week bringing its total to 146,000 pretty good stuff and then top 20 or 20 through 11 a lot of unknowns i'm not even gonna lie ikoku niki volume 9 we got takopi's original sin which i want to say that one's actually like doing really well in sales takopi's original sin volume 2 26 000. we got conan volume 101 in 12 days now it has sold a total of 374 000. that's a that's a big one one piece and conan that's crazy they're both right there 101 volumes it's nuts then spy family showing that that anime is doing gangbusters because volumes 1 through 3 42,000, 43,000, 44,000, bringing all of them to 1.8, 1.7, 1.6. Jeez, oh my god, the top 10. I just flipped over to the top 10 like, wow. One Piece at number 10, wrapping up the top 10, and in 20, okay. One Piece still in the top 10 in a month. That's really, really good, actually. You know, that's great. 28 days, 45 this week, 1.5 in total. That's really good. Golden Conway, volume 29. Uh, 13 days, 49,000. Then we got a whole bunch of Spy Family. Volume 7, 6, 5, 4, 8. Jeez. All of, yeah, this is literally Spy. Again, the anime blow up. So, you know, going back to a previous thing is, who knows? Maybe they don't care about those first week sales that much after it goes for so long and it starts diving down because they know when the anime comes for like Kaiju, it's going to blow shit back up. So maybe that's their whole mindset as well. Because, gosh darn it, top three, you got Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 19 at number three with 77,000, 1.49. Number two, 
2, Tokyo Revengers Volume 27, uh, 91 this week, bringing his total to 719. Wow, that's that's nuts. And then number one, Spy Family Volume 9, 105,000, bringing his total in a month to a million seven thousand like wow even if the first week sales for these series are like dipping a little bit and the volumes are dipping piece by piece once the anime come back it does give me like okay at the very least the anime will bring them back up for a while and again if that's the whole thing that the manga industry is betting on their anime really doing the work in 2022 now let's take a quick look at the Weekly Shonen Jump author comments, lad. For starters, we got Blue Exorcist, which by the way, that's not a Weekly Shonen Jump. They occasionally put their comment in though. And it says, sorry for the uneasy turn of events in the manga as soon as we got back. So is like Blue Exorcist going crazy off rip? I don't know. I haven't read it in a long time. We got Twin Star Exorcist author. I haven't seen this author in forever. Our workplace is finally able to operate fully remotely. So wow, they're really going to stick remotely with a lot of these um, studios. That's interesting, I guess you would say. We got one piece Eichiro Oda. I'm currently addicted to Konyaku yam cakes. They're great in cold noodle dishes and udon. Miso dengaku is the best. I don't eat any of that. We got Jujutsu Kaisen's Gege Akutami. I'm celebrating announcer Hana Isogai's new journey in life and wishing her the best in future events. No idea what that means either lads. Author of Sakamoto Days, Yuto Suzuki. This week's Jump Plus and Giga feature work from Iwakura and Yuki Chan-san. Check them out. That's dope putting, you know, probably people that work with him or whatnot. That's cool. We got Gen Oska from Doran Dororan. I'm in jump with a friend from my student days. Amazing. Congrats, Hidaken. Marshall's Hajime Komodo. I'm putting this off, but I hope to be able to throw a slider before I die. Jeez. Talk about morbid as hell. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really? And then coming in dead last in the TLC, never a good thing. Makes me worried. Is Ayashimon by Yuji Kaku. I'm rewatching The Simpsons. Homer's voice always makes me laugh. I don't know, man. I can't call it if Ayashimon is going to stick around or not. I got to keep on stressing protect me shugamaru probably out of here doran doran probably out of here ayashimon because once again it's back at the bottom like we just was speaking about how it was going up and it looks like hey maybe they're more susceptible to it now it's back at the bottom and to wrap this episode up up for never news we got one final story in case you don't know japan is going to start potentially letting tourists back in i remember hearing about this that i believe it was like pewdiepie pewdiepie has been like dying to go to japan and he hasn't been able to go and like because of this whole you know the pandemic and everything they had restrictions well according to this it says that japan to ease foreign travel restrictions further in june japanese prime minister Fumio Kishida revealed in a speech in London on Thursday that Japan will ease foreign travel COVID-19 restrictions further in June. He stated, we have now eased border control measures significantly within the next easing taking place in June when Japan will introduce a smoother entry process similar to that of other G7 members. Japan is working on reopening its economy. A panel of experts are beginning and discussing to review its response to the COVID with a report coming as early as June. So PewDiePie, maybe this summer you can finally have your dream come true and you can make your way to Japan. Okay, so how about some good news for a change? How about something that's gonna make you be like, yo, things is actually Actually looking up things ain't all that bad again just kind of something to lift your spirits because i think it's about due like while i got a whole lineup of stories for you guys i felt it was very important to dive into this one to start off with because i ain't gonna lie i have been seeing a narrative here and there of like yo there's not that much anime that we're into and you know manga really ain't hitting right now like a lot of people are saying that aside from one piece that's like the exception and to be honest with you i feel there's some validity to it but at the end of the day right now doesn't mean 
mean forever. Because shout outs to Shonen Saito. I'm not gonna lie. I was even looking today like I woke up like, uh, you know, all right, let's let's do some Forever News. Get me excited about the world of anime and manga. Let's talk some stuff or whatnot. And then when I saw this post, I was like, this is what I needed to get me excited. And I think this, if you're feeling a little jaded right now, if you're feeling a little bit like, I don't really care about anime and manga right now. It's not really hitting it for me again. It, it, you might just be feeling a little jaded. Hear what I'm gonna tell you right here. And you're gonna be like, oh, okay, the, the greatness is on the way. Because Shonen Saito posted on Twitter, This fall anime season is very nuts. My Hero Academia Season 6. The jury right now is still out on that one. Uh, whether or not it's going to be something that we need per se. But I, I, I get the sentiment at the end of the day. This is supposed to be the strongest content. And then also those two OVAs that they're putting in theaters. Which pretty much makes them technically like movies. But, you know, <laughs> that's a side story. Either way, My Hero Academia Season 6. Mob Psycho Season 3. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But yes, people, that alone is like, uh, yes, mwah. Golden Kamui Season 4. For me personally, I'm not caught up with Golden Kamui, but Golden Kamui Season 1 was dope. And there's a lot of people that are following it, so shout out to that. But then the next one right here, Bleach. Uh, you, know, you know, Bleach. My Hero Academia Season 6, again, ideally should be the strongest. Mob Psycho returning, which a lot of people thought it wouldn't return for Season 3. Golden Kamui Season 4, and cool stuff. But then Bleach? Like, yo, you add that on top of that? That's crazy. Spy Family's second core. Spy Family right now is like the only thing that I'm hearing is holding down anything for the world of anime and manga. Like, right now when it comes to the world of anime and manga, like, in particular with this season of anime, shall I say, Spy Family is really the one that is holding it down in popularity. Tomodachi Game is freaking amazing, but not many people are talking about it. Spy Family, however, got the mainstream going at the time for right now and when that second core comes through again a lot of people are going to continue watching uh to your eternity season two that one could be a hit or miss story-wise i'm sure it's going to be amazing but art and animation considering the fact that they're switching studios we'll see uh eminence and shadow i'm not familiar iruma season three i'm not too familiar with but again probably a lot of people are excited for it uzumaki dog oh my god and when i say uzumaki please don't be thinking right now i'm talking about our boy naruto or our boy boruto like i'm talking about the horror Horror anime Uzumaki Enter the Spiral, where pretty much people go nuts and think that everything has spirals down to the spirals on your fingertips. Like, it's a really trippy series, and pretty much, I want to say it was like three years ago now that Adult Swim had announced, yo, we're making an Uzumaki anime. Of course, the pandemic, completely understandable. When Once that hit, they had to, you know, hold production. Like, hey, what else did you expect them to do? So, completely understandable there. But now, it seems as though, uh, again, based on all the announcement that we're probably going to get Uzumaki, which finally, they're going to show you guys what a horror anime can really do like i feel like when they cry he got actually when they cry has been like the standard best you can do in terms of being really off the rails for horror anime and i feel like uzumaki is going to come in and say yo this is a classic manga for a reason let's make a classic anime because the little trailer alone looks fire uh, then we got kokyu no karasu i've kind of heard of the name but i'm not familiar Gundam the Witch from Mercury. Is that the one that people are hyping up right now and saying like, yo, this is going to be dope? Um, and very likely Chainsaw Man and Blue Lock 2. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Oh my god. Although, I don't even know, man. That's going to be a tough one. And I feel like to a certain degree, Shueisha should probably put Chainsaw Man out either like a season sooner or a season after. Because, you know, it's going to be tough competing in the season. But the biggest thing about all of this to say is that, like I said uh, at the beginning of this programming, is that let's start off with some good news. And to be honest with you, if even... Even 
half of this is actually going down for the season of the fall season of anime, then, you know, it's going to be bright. It seems as though right now the anime and manga industry is just kind of in a preparation stage, which is good that instead of, you know, working around the clock and dropping something every season, blah, 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 it looks like they're working really hard on a lot of really awesome stuff. And the end of the year, like third and fourth quarter of 2022 is where it's going to get spicy. So if you're feeling a little bit jaded to the medium, understandable, but just know that the drought won't last forever people and so let's jump into a more serious i guess you would say topic that technically threatens the existence of the you know the anime and manga world but it's a lot more serious and complex than that because a lot of people have been passing this tweet around from elon musk if you haven't heard of the dude he's in talks right now or i believe he's in the process of buying twitter i believe up to the recent interviews he's been saying that he still hasn't technically become the owner yet but he's in the process of buying it richest freaking guy in the world literally um well depending on what day it might be bezos you, you never know but <laughs> i think as of right now he's the richest and uh, he had said this at risk of stating the obvious unless something changes to cause the birth rate to exceed the death rate japan will eventually cease to exist this would be a great loss for the world and again you know jokes aside because some people be like yo yeah no more anime and manga which technically sure it does threaten the world of anime and manga because hello anime and manga is made in japan but that's just a lot more of a cultural serious thing and that also impacts what we are, are you know experiencing coming out of anime and manga and what i mean by that is because over there they have an issue with the birth rate that you know People aren't wanting to have kids because of the economy, because of work. They're like, yo, they're putting it off so late that oftentimes they're just not having kids. And it's getting really bad out there for that. And yeah, that's definitely a serious situation. Obviously, he's spitting facts. If legit, if it is that more people are dying than being born, then they seriously have a situation over there. And that's also the reason for all the wackiness that oftentimes is in their media. That like, yo, on a weekly Shonen magazine, not Shonen Jump, but I think maybe Jump might do that once in a blue. I don't know. If, don't quote me on that. I might might be totally off on that but i'm pretty sure jump rarely does if they do any of these like bikini magazines but like weekly shonen magazine you're gonna see models you know nude pretty much or half nude on the cover of the magazine and then oh yeah go read you know eden zero or four nights of the apocalypse and that's why those series also have fan service because they understand that the customer is already coming for the cover like wow that was a pause but it's just more so to entice people to have those type of i guess thoughts in a way i mean i Obviously, it's going uh, with the motto of, hey, what sells the most, you know? But still, this is uh, definitely an alarming situation. And also the explanation behind a lot of things in Japan in terms of like, yo, in Japan, you have people that really aren't with the times that are running and making decisions. I think now, I remember it was a few years back that the monarchy had changed and I, I, I believe somebody had came into power and knew um, era had begun or whatnot. So I think that that's why we're starting to see now all of these companies. It's almost as if, you know, Wano has actually opened up. It's almost as if One Piece is a representation of what actually happened in Japan. And I think, well, what Musk is saying definitely has validity to it because, hey, numbers are numbers, right? But ultimately, if this continues with this change, depending on how things go, it could either go left or it could either go right. It could either go that, hey, you know, they're going to continue down this path or maybe with some of the changes and kind of Japan being like Wano and One Piece and actually opening up more and feeling a little bit more inviting to people. I mean, for crying out loud, somebody, PewDiePie, I, I believe what, he's initially from Sweden, right? And he was like in the UK for a while. PewDiePie just went straight over there to Japan. You know how that's going to inspire how many people to want to go 
to Japan now because they're you know back open and stuff like that. And just in general, as far as a society, they not more. They're way less closed in. They're they're way more making the changes that you know the rest of the world is making. So yeah, interesting stuff though, nevertheless. And it kind of invoked a little bit of cool thought. So shout outs to Elon Musk for that one. Then people, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this because this is interesting, sad in a certain regard, and I'll get into that in a second. But again, I want to be positive with this episode and be more so that, hey, this is some pretty interesting stuff. And also why I tell you guys when I say that, hey, Naruto, that's going to continue on forever. Like it just is. These are some of the reasons why. Because TV Tokyo, they they released their fiscal year rankings. Like, hey, this is what each series did. Our top properties are the ones that made the most. The ones that ultimately are, are their biggest stuff that they got. And they did a top five. And they got the top five anime franchise by sales revenue and by gross profit margin. Now, I'm going to straight up tell you what the sad part is or the disappointing aspect of it. The fact that Black Clover was here for many years and is not here. Black Clover doesn't have an anime right now. What do you want it to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it had an anime, it'd be a different story, but I guess it's just saddening to me, and also I take it whole... Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to be biased. I, I do love Black Clover, but I'm not going to be biased right here because hold up. Bleach was doing it for how many years without an anime? I forgot about that. That Since, like, 2012, Bleach has constantly been one of the top franchises for TV Tokyo. So that would be real bias to give the excuse for Black Clover. Uh, oh, it doesn't have an anime right now. To be fair, Bleach didn't, and it was doing it anyway. So that speaks volume on Bleach's power and, and just how big it really is that, you know, a lot of us, including myself, we were underrating it. You know, we were sleeping on it. It was slept on by the masses, including me. I'm not going to lie. I was really just a, a doo-doo head. But looking at this list, yo, for starters, let's do the by total sales revenue. Uh, for starters, at number five, Bleach. Again, still hasn't even returned yet. What these fiscal projections are going to be, or what these fiscal results, shall I say, are going to be after the Thousand Year of Blood War begins in October. Like, if word of mouth goes crazy and the rankings are good and everything, Bleach can easily rise up to the top, probably, uh, of this list. Then at number four, Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon can throw a fart in the wind then hey gotta catch them all uh, number three Yu-Gi-Oh I'd imagine the anime that's why they continue to make more and more and more and like they're on the what 12th freaking verse at this particular point like I ain't gonna lie I totally like maybe towards like Zial or Zexel however the hell you pronounce it Z Zial like uh, maybe at that era I was still interested mildly interested in, in 2022 I ain't watching Yu-Gi-Oh I'm just keeping it a buck with you and yeah, like, shout-outs to them that they've been able to keep it going for Yu-Gi-Oh! all this time now, but, like, maybe the card game, I could see myself maybe at some given point if, like, you know, life happens the way I would like it to be and I got time to do things I want to do. Maybe I could get into Yu-Gi-Oh! you know, even dueling again at some given point in life. I could see that happening for me, but the anime, maybe I'll rewatch the, you know, first one and... No, I don't know. <laughs> I like GX a little bit. Uh, then the top two are very, very interesting. I'm not even going to lie. Father and Son. Numero uno and two. Because uh, their top franchise, anime franchise, by total sales revenue at number two is Boruto. Number one, Naruto. Naruto! 
Wow, um, I am honestly shooketh. No, but again, I, I was trying to give that excuse for Black Clover, and you know, I, I showed Bleach, but also look at Naruto. It's number one. Naruto's been over forever. Like Boruto is running and this and that, but Naruto, to my knowledge, isn't like an maybe it isn't heavy syndication over there on TV. I don't really know, but regardless, Naruto's been over for a long time. It's been Boruto since 2016, right? 20 Naruto into 2014. Boruto started like 2016. I think we had the springtime youth 2015 thing, but number one and number two, Naruto Boruto, like wow. Wow. What if? Here's an interesting idea, and I thought about this. What if Naruto and Boruto continued on following the end of Boruto Part 1? And what I mean by that is, what if they simultaneously run two different series after this one, where the Boruto series goes, and Boruto unfortunately continues at the very least in the anime side of things to have that same feel and vibe that it's been going on, which a lot of people are really, from what I'm hearing, very disappointed and sick of the Boruto anime at the moment. Like, But they could have that continue on, even in to the time skip just Boruto is Boruto and then what if they started at the same time a more seinen older for people like us that we love Naruto and we're a little bit older but we would still rock with a really solid mature Naruto series like I mean we rock it with Boruto and Boruto's dope but imagine if Boruto was seinen or some shit and it really was about like the adults or some shit again the, the characters that you originally invested in like imagine they have one simultaneously running where it's maybe like a side story of like Sasuke or something along the lines of that until their next move because again, I will continue to say inevitably that will be the next chapter of Naruto with the conclusion of Boruto, and it's probably going to go back to Naruto. Look at the results of what Naruto's doing all these years later without having Naruto or Naruto Shippuden running with new episodes. I got to stress that because Boruto is not Naruto. It's not like a lot of people watching right now are like, yes, that is facts. <laughs> that, that is facts. Boruto is not Naruto. But then top anime franchises by gross profit margin it slightly is different Yu-Gi-Oh's at the bottom then it's Bleach then Pokemon go catch them but it still remains the same at the top baby it don't matter Naruto was like I'm top three and it ain't two or three you dig Naruto number one Boruto number two Pokemon Bleach Yu-Gi-Oh that is that is a, a tough lineup but also just demonstrates the power of the original big three if one piece was with tv tokyo one piece would be right there i don't believe it's with tv tokyo that's probably why it's not in here because let's be real one piece would probably dominate everything on this list uh because of its power over there but that's still speaking volumes naruto and bleach like if they could come to some sort of thing of hey naruto and bleach both studio puro titles both with shonen jump maybe we could do a crossover here and there with one piece a naruto bleach one piece with dragon ball z crossover anime crossover movie is all you need to make a smash that is the first crossover to start the avengers line you take the biggest ones naruto one piece bleach dragon ball z put them all together put it out worldwide make the best anime movie possible don't be favorable towards any particular one unless well maybe at the end of the day can they be goku no i had to throw that one in there but yeah like that's how you would do a crossover i don't know how we got there but either way that's uh naruto and bleach bro i i know the other ones pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. i get it but they have brand new anime coming out naruto has something that comes out with its name in it technically boruto naruto next generation but you you, you understand the pulse on that one okay next up people i'm just gonna give it to you blunt if everyone is not special baby you can be what you want to be zule 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 mob psycho 100 season 3 to air october 2022 
two. If you skipped out on the earlier segment, then you're surprised. If not, you're like, yo, Fanev, why are you so... Because it's mom, psycho, baby. Honestly, just the nostalgia alone of how much I enjoyed. I remember I got a lot of fond memories of even re-watching that one. Um... Oh, just so many good memories with them, man. So I'm just, just to see Mob Psycho's back, this is good. Especially at a time where, you know, when, when the world needed it the most. <laughs> Reagan and Mob showed up to save the day. So this is really exciting. Mob Psycho 100 Season 3 airing October 2022. Oh my God. Can we? Low key, I'm ready to get through summer. I know a lot of people are probably like, no, FNAF, we won summer. We've been. I get it, I get it. But in terms of just for the anime nerd side of me, like, dog, I want want to see reagan already okay like I, this cannot return quick enough to say the least because mob psycho 100 season 3 october 2022 and i'm gonna just leave it at that lads okay people i gotta hit you with a very important update and you're probably gonna be like yo Fenev, wow like how, how how could you but i just had to do it to you because the black clover movie was announced 409 days ago as of 511 so yikes 410 days ago since the black clover movie was announced and we still don't even have a proper trailer my lord talk about just announcing some shit after like a handshake like it was probably a couple of dudes down at the country club over there in japan they were there like ah and somehow somewhere it was like ah and somehow they said like hey let's tweet this shit out on the official account why not and and there it is because dog what the hell like black clover a movie like that that's kind of wild a movie for Black Clover and maybe they're putting out all the stops for it. Maybe they're trying to go in a different direction. I think one of the best things that it looks like Shonen Jump is doing and just in general this whole scene is starting to do is be a little bit more scarce. Not be constant. You know, I think this could very well be the start of the end of weekly shonen jump in terms of all of the changes that are being made and i mean the weekly aspect of it because you know black clover isn't even weekly anymore none of the manga and weekly shonen jump the top dogs at the very least have been weekly for a long time like they usually take a break every few chapters every like three or four chapters i mean one piece hasn't been weekly in ages like sure it'll have two or three back to back and then it'll take that break and then sometimes there'll be a break in the magazine after the fact like one piece hasn't been weekly forever but i know it's been 410 days since the black clover movie was announced and wow shonen jump like please don't do this again like i get it you're building anticipation you just cut off the whole stream right maybe that's the idea like they twist the knob on the hose so to speak get you going nuts crazy i need it i need it i need it and you're gonna keep screaming you need it and then when they eventually open it it's just gonna go and if you got the metaphor the way I was giving it to you, you wouldn't be having those thoughts in your head right now, would you, lad? You're just a little bit of a dirty, dirty bad mate. <laughs> Maybe it's the hat that's making me throw the accent out, so what? Can we talk about Netflix for a moment? Can we talk about what the heck is going on with Netflix? Because apparently, according to leaks, which I'm going to get into that in a second, leaks lately, what I, I feel personally to just kind of enlighten you a little bit, these leaks are, but sounds like Netflix is really going through very soon with this whole uh, massive change, and I think personally, it's actually not something, like, I feel like they're marketing it in a different way 
than it actually is. Because for starters, when you hear like with big top class secret stuff like Netflix, like, hey, rumor has it that blah, blah, blah. Oftentimes that's Netflix that put out rumor has it that blah, blah, blah to test the field, to see like, do these people care about if we do this? How much damage? What is the estimate? They estimating right now what the loss would be if so, or the fact that it could have a reverse reaction because, hey, if they announce 150 million things that people want and this is executed properly, then there won't be any loss. There'll be a gain because people's interests alone on, hey, did they really go ad-based or, hey, I can actually be on Netflix with just some ad? Like, it's gonna get people a little bit more like, whoa, because don't forget that Netflix is still going to be introducing new more cost efficient plans maybe it'll be like something of hey two dollars a month and you get to watch with ads or something maybe that'll be the thing and they're gonna start you know playing in the ad marketing field of hey getting some advertisers that are going to pay top dollar for these ads for the people that are going to be paying two or three bucks and like they'll have like an incentive of hey we'll give you a percentage of each dollar blah 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 like work the business out to the best of its capability because netflix will introduce its planned ad-based low price subscription plan later this year after it's lost two 200,000 subscribers the fact that that keeps being pushed like it could be also something where again we're in the social media app wars era right now and it could very well be that like hey hulu is doing this shit secretly hulu is pushing this forward because it's benefiting them and more people are saying oh screw netflix we're going to hulu or and i'm just only using hulu as an example there's hbo max and a hundred other ones so hey i'm not accusing that was just an example relax so it also could be that other entities are pushing that narrative or it could be that this is very strategic on Netflix's behalf. We got to wait and see. I mean, half the time, most of these companies, they be rubbing elbows anyway to begin with, but still be at war. It's weird. And either way, I'm not even going to lie. Like personally, depending on what they do with it, I won't be so mad because I feel like it's inevitable and I feel like people just aren't going to give the biggest pushback that is needed to stop this. I feel like we are entering towards what is going to inevitably lead us to where cable led us. Like, it's not going to be far off to where all of the internet packages, like the companies start buying each other out. And then there's like one big company that, you know, you got to pay $150, $200, $250 to get all of the internet things that you want, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like inevitably it's already heading that direction. Like a lot of these streaming apps are positioning themselves to enter like different realms. So like, hey, if they have a, a tier, let's just say for me personally and i know a lot of people will disagree with this one but let's just say if it's like yo two three bucks a month and hey we, you, you got like two or three ads during like a two hour movie or some shit that'd be fine i'm cool with that like i don't think that that's a big deal and i'd actually prefer something like that especially considering like yo what we have right now with it 20 dollars or something for netflix like it's a little bit hefty but i think that there's some possibilities that people actually are going to be interested like do not forget that while you think like these moves are out of touch they know what they're doing like you just always got to understand like oftentimes with these giant conglomerates they know what they're doing. This is a company with hundreds of employees and maybe they make mistakes once in a while. Like they're not always on point. Like, hey, look what happened with Xbox back in the day. Remember that whole situation with the DMR where they were trying to push that forward and they had to do the whole reversal and every console you had to do an update which now that I think about it, God knows if that was planned because, hey, now you had to download as soon as you got one of their devices, the DMR thing to begin with, and you have to hook up to the internet via the thing. See, a lot of these things is to quote Ice from the Joe Budden podcast. It's 
call a rollout. Like a lot of this stuff do be rollouts. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a rollout for their ad base thing. Like, hey guys, we're 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 suffering, but we're 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 figuring it out. And then when it comes, you guys are actually gonna be enticed by the pricing because they probably have like the biggest specialists around that know what type of prices is gonna make you get excited for this like just you guys will see by the end of the year netflix is gonna be flexing on them and y'all gonna be like oh we, we, we coming back daddy speaking of daddy coming back <laughs> dragon ball super superhero if you're excited for this film if you're looking forward to this film hey if you even just care to hear about it because it's dragon ball and that nostalgia buzz is oh my god i love it then you might be excited about this because probably you still gonna go watch that dragon ball super superhero film in theaters like me personally i feel like my niece and nephew are gonna be that push that make me go watch it they're just gonna be like hey it could be a cool time or something so i might go shut up for them you know loki you're dying to go just quit it with the bullshit you're just a hater of cg 3d like just stop knock it off knock it off dragon ball super superhero movie english dub in theaters crunchyroll is officially bringing toy animations brand new okay dragon ball super superhero film to theaters across the world this summer the latest movie will be released across the globe in both subtitled and dubbed formats in north america latin america europe australia slash new zealand africa the middle east and asia and these sales numbers are going to be absolutely fascinating i'm gonna just keep it real this is going to be an absolutely fascinating case study because look at it right here right for starters one of the biggest case studies is well what does the biggest title in america dragon Ball what does that do as a 3d cg movie in theaters the biggest anime action anime guaranteed to get people at least somewhat interested to come to theaters no matter what it is what does that do that is going to tell us a lot of the future of where things go if this flops they go back to the drawing board and we get broly 2 or we get bardock versus broly versus turles's foot or some shit like that's where it goes it just goes totally so i don't want to be that person to say hey don't support this film because a lot of people worked on this film i'm sure there was a lot of hard work dedication and all sorts of stuff because they were probably hey paid to make this type of content because whoever's idea was it to let's go 3d cg it's not like it was a genie that just said this is the, like you know no there, there had to be somebody that said you know what this is well or a lot of somebodies this is where we're going with it maybe that new dragon ball room oh my god whoever's in the dragon ball room stop <laughs> but i guess we gotta wait and see either way dragon ball super superhero movie another big case study is hey if this fails where do they go like that's gonna be a big thing too like if it does let's just say horrible right let's just say i can't remember the numbers off the top of my head but let's just say broly week one in the united states did 30 million dollars right hypothetical again i can't remember the numbers off the top of my head editor put the real numbers so people don't feel like i'm spreading misinformation and if it's 30 million that it's competing against and this one week one does 12 million then clearly it's like a massive failure especially if over time it doesn't catch up either then they're probably going to be like yo okay they clearly don't want this so i don't want to be the guy to say don't support this film but it's a tough situation because like yo i prefer 2d and if you know this not doing well for me to get 2d like i'm not gonna push for it but i'm also not gonna be like championing it either because as cool as the fact that they're doing this gohan and piccolo situation and all of that jazz is like 
Okay, so I want to be honest with you. I haven't talked about manga like that lately. And I really want to talk about these One Piece spoilers because I am still caught up. Y'all know I still love One Piece. So I'm going to talk about these One Piece spoilers for the next chapter. I believe it's 1049. You have been warned. I try to put this a little bit deep into the episode. But yeah, you have been warned. This little segment right here, which always check the description. The timestamps will be there to guide you if you want to just jump over this one. Because I got to talk about it. Uh, based off these spoilers, it says, and maybe by the time this video comes out the full chapter might be out i don't know but flashbacks of kaido as a kid his country tries to sell him to the marines but he escapes he rampages in hachinosu i think it's blackbeard's island and rocks invites him to his crew oh my god i'm not even trying to be funny because i know you're probably looking at me like yo finette why is your facial expression looking like you you know what i'm saying like you're about to pop one out but oh alone this is just so exciting uh, a young white beard appearing oh my god rocks flashback suddenly ends oh Oh, I wanted more. I want a whole movie. I want a whole spinoff anime. Why isn't there a spinoff anime? Oda must have a contract where, like, nah, y'all not doing that. Like, y'all could do those little gag ones. Kwesuru and bees, but nothing else. Um, then Orochi's grandma invites Kaido. Flashback ends with Kaido telling King he knows who Joy Boy is. What? Hey, hey. Back to the inundation. Denjiro hugs Hiyori. Luffy's punch hits Kaido. Flashback continues. King asks, who is it then? Kaido says, the one who will defeat me. King says, then he will not appear. Onigashima falls near the capital. Momo falls. Break next week. Oh my god. And yeah, this just sounds so freaking good holy cow one piece is greatness and i know maybe this is just a short thing but i just wanted to read it to you guys and say that this sounds freaking incredible like i can't even believe the rocks flashback again i wish oda would have just gave us straight like that probably would have been the best arc but then again he knows what shonen fans usually do when he stays in a flashback too long because realistically that flashback could have gone forever and man i i even would be fine if when one piece ends they do a spinoff series just telling these tales like seeing roger's era like actually instead of going the boruto route with one piece imagine afterwards is just okay now we're gonna just straight up show you every piece of roger's adventure from start to finish i wonder like would you still be down for that i gotta ask that big question right now would you still be down for one piece after it ends if it's like hey next is one piece or half piece so to speak uh the story of roger like and they're just gonna show roger's journey from start to finish and they're not gonna go the boruto route i think that that would keep the series afloat for way longer now that i think about it like don't get me wrong a boruto s series would be so fire of you know running into robin years later nami years later chopper years later like luffy's son or if he's a marine you know you could do the opposite thing the irony blah 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 like you could always do that route or you could just show us roger's adventure or you could show us captain rocks's adventure from the beginning like any one of those stories will keep the original fan base and you can add the new fan base on top of it because it's a brand new story but also all the old fans will get any reference you put in there and will worship it because one piece is awesome actually greatness i take that back it's not just awesome it is greatness that is of course if like they have some sort of blueprint from oda and even then without oda involved i'm sure the foibles of like hey without the genius behind it what 
what really happens will definitely come to play but still i i feel like that would be a better option now that i think about it opposed to just doing the whole boruto route next let's jump into the top 10 weekly chart by series basically the top 10 selling series of the week not just individual volumes number 10 one piece still hanging in there 90,830 uh don da don that's one that i'm going to get back into real soon and i don't know what type of video somehow some way maybe i'll i want to get back into it and make a video about it because i remember that being freaking awesome and i want to get back into the things that i remember were really awesome golden kamui in there 101 roroni kenshin hokkaido arc that's crazy that that's still going 120 natsume's book of friends 135 tokyo revengers back on the scene 171 or not back on the scene it's been because of the newest volume but you get what i'm saying uh jujutsu kaisen number four 177 and then top three very interesting one punch man 228 it probably dropped a new volume my hero number two 514 i'm pretty sure that's from the uh, star and stripe volume and spy family 604 that anime doing gangbusters for it and yeah again very solid list of like every series on there first of all aside from like natsume's book of friends i know every series on there pretty awesome once again letting you guys know that i am going to get back into the underdog shout out to my guy krista wherever you at my guy like every time i think about the underdog i think of you dog like what if you don't know about my guy he did that song makima go go check that out and some quick news just giving you guys a couple of updates for starters uh tv anime kingdom season four we got a new episode visual which i'm not caught up on the kingdom anime but this looks kind of cool but again kingdom is like the pretty much almost like the grandfather now at this point of the cg thingy majig like oh my god imagine if boruto would have been kingdomized like can we call it kingdomized now but yeah i don't know i mean i know that they started adding in more of 2d animation to kingdom but yeah. Uh, then also a little update here that I really wanted to share with you guys is the Seven Deadly Sins Four Nights of the Apocalypse anime that we talked about it being announced. Now we got a clearer visual of this one and I wanted to look at it. Again, that's the main character in the front and then in back of him is Meliodas. But I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I'm so skeptical. Like, first of all, the art looks so beautiful on this one. And why does Meliodas look like he's getting shorter? But yeah, the art is so beautiful on this one. But are we going to get, you know, like what the Seven Deadly Sins Season 1 looked like? what studio is going to be attached is it going to be a netflix exclusive i'd imagine it has to be a netflix exclusive i'd imagine if they have any common sense unless they're just more going the cheaper motto of we don't care people are going to talk about it and enough people are going to watch it to get us our you know a return on investment if that's their case then they might not care and do the, the whole 3d cg from those you know special movies to this they might just go or they could recognize that yo fans don't want that and majority of fans are going to fall off let's just make a 2d anime and a beautiful one like the very first season like if we could get what season one of the seven deadly sins look like with four nights of the apocalypse this will be huge and i will watch and talk about the living crap out of it i'll be honest with you i will but as it stands right now i'm glad to get the clearer visual meliotis is getting shorter what the heck and some people are telling me that because i'm under the impression based off like the first chapter and what i've been told that this is a sequel manga but some people are saying that this is a prequel and the way meliotis is dressed there makes me think it could be a prequel back when he was you know before the sins went on on the run and all that stuff or is this after like way after i'm, I'm confused i'm confused that i'm confused then let's talk about the conclusion of jujutsu kaisen zero's run in the movie theaters that is jujutsu kaisen zero anime film to conclude theatrical run on may 29th after a record-breaking five-month run 
which yeah i've been in there forever they were really trying to go for that number one spot uh that kicked off on december 24th last year it was announced today that jujutsu kaisen zero will finally depart japanese theaters may 29th which is interesting they're giving like a little bit of a breather room because then jujutsu kaisen zero movie will be released on blu-ray dvd september 21st 2022 so that's the little gap that they're leaving in between the theater run and that but yeah they they, they trod it lad i think what is it they, pr they probably know that real Realistically, they're not going to be able to go up any more spots on the rankings of like the biggest movie of all time biggest anime film all that stuff they probably recognize like that's probably out of our grasp at this particular point to go up anymore so let's just end it here we had an incredible run and while Jujutsu Kaisen Zero didn't do what Demon Slayer did which ultimately I'm starting to feel more so like a lot of everything that's happened with the manga industry following Demon Slayer is partially a result of the explosion of Demon Slayer I feel like Demon Slayer put a lot of people onto anime and manga and maybe some of them they recognized that it wasn't for them or they fell out of it or whatever but i think demon slayer gave a trickle effect to the anime and manga industry very recent with you know everything with season one and whatnot and the industry didn't realize at the time that yo 90 percent of this shit is because everybody is loving demon slayer they're finding out more and more about anime and manga at the very least it's an interesting idea and i do think that that benefited jujutsu kaisen because hey like a big dark shonen did massive in theaters let's put another big dark shonen in there and see what happens and it performed and i'll probably buy it on blu-ray as well because i really enjoyed that movie and god that original cast was so fire and yuta such a boss okay next up people spy family does it again we got a couple of pieces of spy family news for starters apparently when it comes to my anime list i don't know if it's still currently this but spy family had achieved the second highest rated anime over on my anime list and again that's just weird because like a lot of these series like in particular i believe the number one for the longest time was like full metal alchemist so how the hell a series has been rated for years and years all of a sudden again it could be a lot of new anime fans that came on the scene and maybe that's why but it's kind of crazy for my anime list to be that highly rated you know second highest rated anime but shout outs to that because also spy family by tatsuya endo has 18 million copies in circulation for volumes one through nine essentially averaging two million sales a volume very very good and with the anime out right now i'm now gonna call it that if not by the end of this year then definitely within next year spy family is gonna easily be if not top three definitely top five highest selling manga of the year because like yeah it's doing gangbusters already 18 million copies in circulation how many has it done this year i want to know and how many is it going to do considering the anime is going to be a two core run it looks like spy family you know now that i think about it is interesting right let's take a look at this for a second it's almost as if shueisha has sectioned off the year for different anime fandoms and if you're an anime fan of everything then cool you went all across the board but just look at it right now like the fact that we're in this quote-unquote little drought of what it feels like they have the spy family you know the family oriented anime you're not going to get distracted from the little cute family anime when ultimately the action anime aren't there in fact you're going to gravitate towards it because there is no big punches flying like if chainsaw man was out right now nobody would be talking about spy family or at the very least it would nowhere close to be as popular because everybody will be just riding with the chainsaw man hype like just keeping it real so what if shueisha which it would be smart has sectioned off the different anime fandoms for different years like yeah we're gonna put the more family oriented thing at the top of the year then mid-year we're gonna put this one end of year all the big action stuff bleach my hero chainsaw man we're gonna throw it there and they're doing like quarterly releases for different fandoms while yeah that makes a lot of sense also that means that like 
Shonen fans, for example, we're starving until October. Like, when everything comes in October, great. Until then, we're gonna be starved out. Which is not quite bueno, my lord. And let's take a look at this real quick, courtesy of Jost underscore K regarding World Trigger, because this is how it's done, people. Despite the author's breaks, fans have stayed, and now with the new anime seasons, the series is living its golden age, reaching new heights. Because if you look, or new highs, shall I say, if you look at this, this is how it's done. Slow and steady has won the race time and time again, and look at, at the very beginning of it, Volume 1, all the way through. It wasn't until after Volume 15 that there was a dip, and then Volume 19, it started peaking, it went down a little bit, and then now with its latest two volumes, it has risen and continued to rise. World Trigger, shout outs to this author. It's a shame about, you know, all of the health issues, but at the very least, the universe has rewarded this person with a huge amount of a loyal fan base and success and Look at that, that's really, really dope. Then quickly, since we're towards the end of the episode, I could talk about whatever I want, and I want to talk about a little bit of, just a smidge, mate, of hip-hop, because in case you ain't hear about it, Kendrick Lamar is back. He dropped The Heart Part 5, and also his album, I believe it's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, as of 5... 13 midnight will be out basically friday the 13th is it friday the 13th hold on let me look oh shit he's coming friday the 13th yo this is gonna be interesting to see i didn't realize that kendrick's dropping wow wow so kendrick dropping midnight friday the 13th if you haven't heard the heart part five highly highly recommend it it was honestly a, a masterpiece all the way through it was just beautiful like of course, everybody's going to talk about the ending, the Nipsey stuff. Personally, that hit me very, very deep. In particular, there was a certain part that I, when I hear that one, it gets me teary-eyed. But just in general, I love the beauty of the positivity that Kendrick brought with that song. Like, that song is just, it hit different. It spoke to my soul. Shout-outs to that song. And also, this album is, I haven't been this hype for an album since probably last year's Cody from Lloyd Banks, uh, the, what is it, Course of the Inevitable, like that album, which I've still been playing damn near every other day, like that was like one of the most anticipated for me because Banks was, you know, I've been riding with Banks forever. But then when I saw like, yo, because I was a little skeptical, right, with Kendrick Lamar, like the last concert I really went to was the Damn Tour. I went to a concert um, back in like 2017 or something like that. So that was the last time I went to a concert. It was a beautiful, special moment. I had went with like my sister and, it was an amazing time. So to see Kendrick come around, like I feel like Kendrick came at the right time right now. He got the album cover out. Very interesting album cover from the thorns around his head, like representing Jesus, but also him in like the apartment, kind of bringing it back to the beginning, so to speak, of, you know, Section 80, so to speak. You know, if you think about it and, you know, him with his kid. It's just honestly, I don't know. This is really the most anticipated I've been for an album, like I said, since Lloyd Banks' album last year. Cole put out a great project like that album was probably the first or second between Lloyd Banks and Cole for last year uh Banks was just you know more anticipated but Cole dropping that album the off season I love that album too this one if it continues on of what Kendrick released with the heart part five and it has this vibe and Kendrick is you know giving that real shit so to speak oh my god I can't wait and wow Although it is very interesting that he is, you know, leaving TDE. I mean, TDE is going, you know, in an interesting direction. You know, they got a room full of mirrors. Very excited about that. Like, yo, dog, you got Daylight, Ichiban, Don. Y'all got some heavy hitters on that one. So even though, you know, Kendrick is seemingly leaving, they have some really high quality acts over there as well. So they're going to be aight. So yeah, just 
this uh, support Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very hefty and interesting project dropping Friday the 13th PG Lang uh, I can't wait to see what's going down yo imagine imagine Kendrick goes a different direction like a lot of people are expecting like he's gonna go after Drake he's gonna he's gonna finish off Cole you know he's really coming for it imagine he has like the first record is him Drake and Cole that would shatter the internet I ain't gonna lie I think the the positivity of that would be more impactful than the he's coming for them I think it could be a massacre so to speak of Friday the 13th of bringing the big headed you know what I'm saying the what, what, what do you call them the three headed monster big headed they not big well Drake might be a little big headed I guess maybe a little bit because you know that's his stilo but like the other two seemingly grounded although Cole lately been been talking some shit but I don't know and it's so weird I never realized how much and maybe it's because of the experiences I've had and maybe that's a whole testament to the type of artist that Kendrick Lamar is while I've loved a lot of Drake music I've loved a lot of Cole music Cole is a really fucking awesome person from you know what he's done in terms of inspiring people but Kendrick it wasn't until damn that I really got into him and that concert seeing what he did there the performance he put on and I recognizing this man is an artist's artist like and then the message and everything like yo i can't fucking wait dog um midnight i'm gonna just be refreshing for that shit i'm not paid to promote this honestly i just love great music and tde has developed one of the greatest artists of our time Kendrick Lamar hopefully this album lives up to the expectations we will see and last but not least Sony plans to increase PS5 shipments for 50% lads so if you've been down bad like oh dear lord me me, me heart can't take it mate I fucking need me a little bit of PlayStation 5 here's your opportunity because there's okay let me let me just stop this is a good thing I guess I mean honestly I feel like the PlayStation 5 um in terms of what it has to offer is like the worst of all the consoles in recent times like just being honest with you there hasn't been anything that has been like the exclusive to make me go oh my god it's like I have, i've had it sitting there for a ill minute i use it for like you know whatever like social media like look i got youtube pulled up on it as i'm on youtube youtubeception baby but yeah 50 percent. so if you wanted a playstation 5 more than likely it's going to be a lot more accessible unless the scouters figure out a way to ruin that shit too but yeah people that's all we have for this one let me know what you guys think most important story favorite story anything that i didn't talk about maybe an album that i didn't talk about something you know re music related i'm definitely going to be talking a lot more music here other places like you're going to get a lot more music talk from me here soon because i love talking about music and Kendrick I ain't gonna lie the artistic expression that he delivered on that song if he delivers that with that album it's gonna be crazy but also it's inspired me to like yo do do you be you dog like yeah but that's all I have for this one thanks for watching I'm Fanebo World and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life bye have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of whatever it is by the way, people, I got you here quickly. If you don't mind, hit that subscribe and that bell to get all notifications. We talk about anime and manga around these parts and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. So, yeah, do that.